In Parshas Nitzavim, the Pasuk says, It'll be when these things will come upon you. Bracha and Klala. You'll take this to heart. Amongst all the nations to where you have been dispersed. You'll return to the Ebeshter. With all your heart, with all your soul. Now the, the, the Parsha over there is talking about the fact that in the end of days, or the end of times, every single Yid will return to the Ebishter with a perfect tshuva. Even someone who had uh, uh, transgressed the ways of the Ebishter, nevertheless, he'll be awakened to return to the Ebishter. And based on this, we have to understand why the Pasuk here says the word Habracha. Those things that are negative things that happen to a person, they can cause him to be brokenhearted, and then therefore they could awaken him to do tshuva. But, how will the habracha, how will the good things, how will the blessings motivate a person to do tshuva? And we see that Rashi doesn't mention this, which means that according to Rashi, this is not a question, which means that according to Rashi, apipsute shal mikra, the question doesn't, doesn't exist, and therefore Rashi doesn't say anything. Now, these tzukim cannot be said, cannot be understood as a prophecy. That Meshir Abenu or the Abishter are telling us something that's going to happen in the future. That in the beginning there'll be bracha, and that, like, it, like, like it actually was, and then there'll be klala. For two reasons. Number one, already in Vayelach, the Abishter tells the Yid in the future that they're going to stray away from Hashem. Number two, in those psukim, we see no mention of the bracha. Over there, he's telling the future, and it, and it says nothing about the bracha, and it actually logically makes sense why, because you can't talk about the brachas as a nevuah, because it's something that's dependent on the person's choice. As we know from the earlier psukim, the Eibister gave us nasati lefanecha. And the opposite of that, when we choose the good, we get the good. So we can't tell a prophecy about what's going to happen before we know what we're going to choose. Therefore, we must come to the conclusion that when it's Sukkim here, are, are, are telling us what's going to happen. It's not saying a prophecy. It's saying that if we will follow the Abishter, then the good things will happen. If uh, we're not going to follow the Abishter, then the not good things are going to happen. But nevertheless, we will be awakened to Tshuva in the end. But the question is, how does Abracha come in over here? How does Abracha lead me to Tshuva? Now the answer is very simple. It's the suffering from the klala that causes the person to do tshuva. And the ultimate tshuva is with all your heart, with all your soul. So, the, the greater the suffering, the greater the tshuva. So now the Pasuk is telling us that if all of these things are going to happen, which means to say, if the bracha is going to happen and then comes after that klala, since human nature is that, the, that if we experience good and after that it gets worse or it gets bad, we, it feels much, much worse because there was good first, like a, poor, like a rich person that became poor, which is much more difficult than someone who was always poor. Therefore, it says, It's going to be such a terrible suffering that, that it, first you had it good. And then you lost the good, and it became bad. It's going to be so painful that it's going to lead you straight to tshuva. We actually have a proof to this from another area. 
where the area of the mitzvah of tzedakah in Parshas Te'e, where Rashi says, that in Pasuk says you should give the person what he needs. So Rashi says, but you don't have to make him rich. Then the Pasuk says, what he's lacking. And Rashi says, even a horse to ride upon, even a runner to run before him. So the question is, if you're not obligated to make him rich, why are you giving him these items of luxury, a horse to ride on and a runner to run before him? Especially since, where do you see this Epshut Mikra? And the answer is, that which he is lacking, which this individual person is lacking. That something, if a person is accustomed to something, and then it gets taken away from them, that is not considered a luxury. That item is, or that thing is now considered a necessity because they were used to it. Similarly, once you're used to something good and it gets taken away from you, it becomes something that you need and if you don't have it, it becomes a, a point of suffering. And that's why it says, Abraha Vaklala, to be, that, that because you had the Baracha first, therefore the Klala is going to be so much worse and therefore it will uh, motivate you to the highest level of Tshuva till Bechal Vavcha What about someone who didn't have Baracha? Can he reach the ultimate Tshuva? So on this, we say something very beautiful. It says in the beginning of Parshas Klala. See, I'm giving before you today bracha and klala. The brachas, the bracha, asher tishmu, as you will listen. And vaklala in So there's a so there's a, a difference in lashon. By the bracha it says asher tishmu, and by the klala it says im tishmu. So what's the difference? So Rashi says asher alminas. On the condition that you will listen. What's the difference between on the condition and im? It's very simple. On the condition means that you're given, it's given to you right away. And the condition is that you have to fulfill afterwards to retain what you were given is to listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem. Im, if, means that it's a t'nai ma'isa. If you'll listen, then you'll get. If you won't listen, then you'll get klala. So what it comes out from this Rashi of Asher Tish on the words Asher Tishmu, Al-Manas, is that the bracha is always given. Regardless of who the person is and what he's done or what he hasn't done, the bracha is always given. And then in order to retain the bracha, you have to do, you have to listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem. Comes out that there's no such thing that a Yidu didn't get bracha. Every single Yidu receives bracha from the Yibishter. And therefore, there's no question, how can I reach the ultimate truth if I don't have bracha? You do have bracha, because as a bracha, Asher Tishmu tells us that the bracha is always given. And therefore, the ultimate truva is also something that's accessible to every single yid. And this connects, this connects directly to Rosh Hashanah or the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah because the, we see from over here that the Abister promises to give every single yid the bracha. There's a condition that he has to be Asher Tishmu. But the reason is because every year there's a Ben Avram Mitzchak V'yankiv, a son of Avram Mitzchak V'yankiv. As, as Gemara in one place says, the Yidin are B'nei Malachim, the sons of kings. Another place the Gemara says, the Yidin are Malachim, the Yidin are kings. Therefore they are deserving to get everything completely. And therefore, since the Eivishter fulfills that which he is command that which he commands us to do therefore clearly the abister gives us all the brachas that we need and certainly we all will fulfill every yid will fulfill the the t'nai asher tishmu and that we will be able to retain the abister's brachas then we won't have to do tshuva on the avedis rather we will do tshuva by by connecting to hashem in the in the, in the 
spirit of the Pasuk, especially since this year, Yamtiv, the first day of Yamtiv is Shabbos, and Shabbos is the, is the same ACS as Tashif, which is the Tshuva Yilah, which is Besimcha Rabbah because it's Shabbos. So the Mela through the Simcha Rabbah, through the greatest Tshuva, which is Besimcha Rabbah, we, 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 guarantee ourselves that we'll be able to retain the Abish's brachas that he gives us and we will therefore be able to complete the full tshuva basim kharabah.